0: Ha ha ha
1: Welcome to Atlas Bock, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the 10 owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, PodCoin, or wherever you get your choose-your-own-adventure podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter machine. This is episode 65 entitled, Choose Your Own Title.
2: Are your men on the right pills? Maybe you should execute that train.
0: 41, 42.
1: Welcome, Bacher Nation. We are so happy to have you here this morning. J-Lo, you're looking great without the hat game there.
0: <laughs> Just got to be a little different. You do
1: a good job at that.
0: It's my calling in life.
1: Yes, you're looking very Steve jobs mm. today. Looking at the dark <laughs> t-shirt and looking good. You got that dramatic lighting in your room. It's nice. GK, you look like you're pondering the meaning of life. I don't know what you're looking at. Maybe there's a spider on the wall or what? Good morning, Bogger Nation. (laughs) More to come on that, peeps. More to come on that. But uh, what a great welcome. Thank you. Somehow it always revolves around Pops, doesn't it? Somehow. Well, we'll we'll get to it. He wants it that way. He's in charge. Wait, I have Mm. iTunes. Uh, (laughs) Swag slash Larry, how are you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Good to see you, fellas. No, we talked last week about Joe having tiger blood, but I saw some pictures, and there were some beautiful women Mm. uh, hanging all over you, so uh, it looks like you're having a pretty good week there.
3: (laughs) It's part of the job, not a bad part of the job, but part of the required to hang out with me.
0: Mm. I'm just a gigolo. I was going to say, what is he, like a pimp?
3: (laughs) Beautiful cheerleaders hanging all over him not just part of the job yeah,
1: yeah. it's what i do it's,
3: it's not all i do but it's a big part of why i do it i guess
2: uh, <laughs> i, I want to know how jack's doing now that uh, there's clear evidence that he's beginning to accept the fact that there are curses in life
3: i'm yeah I, i'm embracing yeah it. good for you absolutely i got some extra room in in my existence for a couple curses so i'm bringing them along for the ride figure if i'm nice to them they'll be nice to me that kind of thing it's a big happy world of curses
1: Mm. well let's get to the most boring part of our podcast let's go to the scores and see if making peace with the curses is actually helping now your team name is back to the philadelphia experiment right so this is where we started this year okay so we're back yep yeah. but you you're back now and you are just crushing lethal injection
3: technically for for mathematically this is the biggest game of the season for me with Mikey just a uh, what one or two games behind me he's
1: your first obstacle to the playoffs if you can yeah. if you can beat Mikey and now none of this talk about how we always pick the wrong team yeah. <laughs> the, he's not coming back yeah. now you own the tiebreaker as well correct you no know, this is this is a tough one for Mikey Mikey now has to look at several other teams that he has to beat before he could get into the playoffs.
3: again it's two games he's only i think it's two games either way so he's two games behind me after this and then he'll still be two games up in the playoff spot if i'm correct of course he would have been happier i'm sure being tied for the division lead sorry mikey you're not sorry no i'm not no i'm not <laughs> sorry he knows it yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> joe played uh gk this week joe is gonna beat gk this week so another game with playoff inf- implications for two teams
3: this is big time he's still chasing um mikey again mikey having that that four uh, spot. my so team
0: is not making the playoffs this year we can pretend drama but it's not it's not going to happen And right, well we know that you are <laughs> <but> <laughs>
3: mathematically it's possible <laughs> you are now in the three team matter of fact is it you? three yeah it's the three of you all at six and seven
2: i was actually kind of hoping that tim would even though tim and i are tied for a wild card but i i was hoping tim would beat you know the limp chickens that would have done yeah. me a lot better <laughs> but the limp chickens man they look terrible every week all week like barely hanging on in games that they're supposed to win easily but then they win i hate them <laughs>
0: Well, we said all along that that looked like that division was going to be pretty easy for him.
1: Yeah, so let's go to that. Uh, so uh, I played the or Crispy Chickens, or as GK affectionately calls them, the Limp Chickens. And this this has been an interesting game, I mean, I, maybe just for me and Scotty, but there were five different times on five different days near the end of every day, and two times at the end of the day that we were tied. I've never seen that before. You know, I don't know what that means, if today means we're going to have a, a close finish.
3: I think you sounded quite the same when you were talking about the game last week and again it ended up falling your way
1: uh, are you talking about the mondays i am guys i i feel <laughs> i
3: feel really bad
1: about like i listened to last week and about 80 percent of the content was really making fun of dusty and I, <laughs> he brings it on himself <laughs> it's just more proof that we are assholes mm. i mean we're lovable assholes oh, yeah. but we're assholes like yeah, yeah, yeah
0: listen everybody gets gets an equal chance at being abused we've all taken it mm-hmm. more than once it just means he's
3: relevant right that's the thing right up until now for, for the most part the league driver's seat so to speak really over the last couple of seasons right has been kind of one of the three of us right, uh, right. either you joe right. or, or myself has been in that spot you know we've taken the say, well not quite this it was pretty harsh <laughs> but but again i you know again I'll, i mean part of it was just relaying the information that that they were relaying well, so, right. We were
2: um, yeah, responding to listener feedback i mean yeah and yeah. It was a about the Mondays. I mean, it was about Dusty and his mom and so how could we not? You you should take
3: it as a compliment. You know, honestly, it's always been the case in this league. You get out to a a good lead, you take control of this league and and you get beat the fuck down verbally by the rest of the members of the league. It
2: comes with the territory.
3: Yeah, it's part of the, yeah, there's things that you know. You know Pops is going to finish last. You know that Joe (laughs) is going to you know downgrade his team continuously and and you know that if you get out to a big lead in this season, you're going to take some shots. Mm So uh, I hope that they're enjoying it. They've earned it. They sure
1: have. Well, yeah. If you if you did listen last season, we did push Joe to the breaking point, and,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> From which I've never recovered. <laughs> was that HR Courtney episode?
3: Without uh, the breaking yeah, point, that was. yeah, yeah, when yeah. With Joe's yeah, breakdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that was the drinking point. That wasn't the breaking point. Yeah,
3: that was his first loss, wasn't it? Then he lose his first game, like right before. Yeah, that was that was, yeah. that was yeah.
0: exactly it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that
3: that week. So I, I will say back to the scores, and and we have been a little rough on really the the Mondays as well. As the soggy chickens, but to give them both a little bit of credit in the past and past seasons, when they've come up short, you know, it wasn't what they did, it's it, it was what they didn't do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Scotty this week, again, the three pickups he made during the season and in, in trade, right, right. the moves he did make are now, you know, leading his team. Right. And the Mondays are in a, a very similar, so in fact the, the, I know we haven't got to their game yet, but they fought and, and bid, the only bidding that's happened this year for just and upton and won him put him in their lineup this week for his first week back and i think he had what, three home runs so so that's the difference this year is they are making the moves they are you know jumping in the the trade market and all of a sudden they're both in it so they're compliments
1: mm-hmm. okay well that was nice i feel better i i did i did reach out to dusty yesterday um said hey you know look i know you're not a wimp i know uh I, you know, you got some thick skin, but I just wanted to reach out to you and make sure you were doing all right.
3: But in case you are.
1: Yeah, right? I was just a little, you know, I was like, ah, you know, we're trying to expand the league. No one's going to want to fucking be a part of this league. Unless they're, you know Really into just getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah, if
3: you but want to join, you need to listen to three podcasts. And <laughs>
1: well, don't don't uh,
2: want me in with you, Tim, the bully with a conscience that you are. Uh, I'm not showing affection when I go at Dusty. I I dislike him. You know And I hope his team was
1: terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He deserves it. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the, the dreamers or the realityers as we might want to write. I think that was uh, something that was talked about a while ago. Um- playing the st locash knights who say Nick mm. <laughs> more proof that uh, the sophomoric humor shown on this podcast is uh, very similar to monty python chris changed his name once again <laughs> the originator the one who always changes his name and he's got the you know picture of the black knight who loses quite a bit of his body and in, in the the, it's rune. just a flesh room. <laughs> So the, the the Knights who said, me, nee, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess they're within, dist- uh, like, closing distance to the Dreamers, but I don't see it happening. I think the Dreamers are, are just going to continue their a romp along the league. But, you know, we did get some feedback from listeners talking about, you know, well, you always talk about games, but we never know what happened. Well, what happened last week, and one of the reasons I was feeling badly, is that I did beat the Dreamers. The Dreamers have two losses, and they've lost to my sorry team.
2: You, oh, my God. <laughs> Will you quit apologizing for winning? <laughs> my God. You felt bad? That you won. Why don't you start your worst right. players for God's sakes?
3: They took the lead for the first time that week God. the day before and told you to. Well, I don't want to make you have to yeah. the bleep machine again, <laughs> but and and then uh, twenty four hours later, you feel bad that you beat. They told you to your own. Man, come yeah. on! Like.
1: Steer. <laughs> You're right. You're right.
3: Fuck the dreamers, man. <laughs> <Right>. 47 nightmares. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> Woo! Ah, yeah. this is a
2: great therapy group, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, what I do think is interesting about the way this league is panning out this year is there are a number of teams left in the wild card race, and, and so it's a dilemma for those teams. Teams like me. Teams like. Tim and Joe, you know, not wanting to give away the season, but to Jack's earlier point, I, you know, the Mondays and the the limp chickens are making moves this year where in the past they haven't. But the results of this week's game, uh, the Mondays look imminently more beatable to me, you know, because they're having a good another good week, but not a, a crazy good week. And so I'm I'm looking at like Jack and the limp noodles and and the Mondays as Uh, all equally, um, you know, formidable. And so I'm wondering, what will those three teams do in these remaining weeks, possibly by way of trade? And if they're so inclined, who will they trade with? Because it's those three, and then it's a bunch of good teams or teams still in the mix, and then it's LJ and Pops who have no no players that anybody really wants. You know so where will where will the trade well, come well, from? I, except I, for one another I, LJ and pop right, are one of these exactly, other yeah. players <laughs> so, they covet one that's... another's players you know, <laughs> as they were faced off this week they were like mm, take a look at that roster yeah, yeah. i need i need on me on. some of that <laughs> mix seven magic yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that was a that was a super odd trade that happened we you know it's been the league's been kind of quiet and um, Six seven. Um, uh, Greg does yeah. just doesn't matter. have like the
0: same that. ring to it, doesn't uh, right?
1: No, I I, th- I just imagine a leprechaun doing it. That's right. Uh, and it just doesn't. It doesn't come across. Again, looks like uh, uh, pops' team is going to beat LJ's team handedly. And so there you have it, folks. Um, what do, so? What do we conclude, gentlemen? It's
2: clarifying, I think.
1: Yeah, Joe's back in it. No, uh, that uh, GK and Tim still are hanging around the fringes uh maybe making some noise uh that uh, pops and LJ uh made you know uh, just just imagine if one of these guys suddenly gets in the playoff race and it involved you know Well that's not going to happen. Who,
2: <laughs> but what I what I'm trying to figure out from a psychological perspective is are they are they dueling one another to become the worst team or to become All the right. second worst team? I can't tell. <laughs> based on that trade, if they're trying to one-up each other to become the worst team, you know what I mean? Like, I I can't... Their their true intentions remain clouded to me. Are they trying to... uh, Like, Pops, that could be looked at as a stroke of genius from his perspective. He's divested himself of one of his only good players under 40, and, and is it a stroke of genius? Is he positioning himself for something next year? I don't know.
0: It's hard, to say. Shouldn't, shouldn't you describe what the trade is
2: that you're well Tim Tim uh, don't yeah, have. I mean it's, so we
3: got it's very difficult to do well, I
2: mean, <laughs> we know that pops is actively involved, but just last week, I questioned whether l j was even like looking at the yeah. at the games and and suddenly they pull off a one player trade midweek while they're playing each other.
3: I, mean, I, I guess again, me it's obviously I, I I'm assuming one of them is is projecting and 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 hoping the odd thing is as greg said hoping what uh, hoping to get the number one pick. Oh, okay yeah, that's, what I, I mean. I, that's all i i can so i like you know greg's theory that <laughs> Mike's dad's like how do i make my team a little worse and his a little better uh and then but then goes ahead and, and beats the shit out of him so now he's a game ahead of him but you know has I mean? so- his pick now Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's very. can confu- I'm, I'm saying I I it's yeah, confusing it I, it, it, I can't yeah. ta- I can't untangle it it's kind of like inception yeah it is kind of like this, <laughs> trade, um, this trade so i i yeah i'm having a uh a, a difficult time. It's a trade it within a trade
1: uh, within a trade. I have but, a new uh, respect for
2: one of them, but I'm not sure which
0: one. <laughs> 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 it's because it's so yeah deep. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think the results of this trade will be clear until you know, like 2057. You know, who won this trade? <laughs>
0: so, so, Greg, what do you think Tim intended when he orchestrated this trade? I,
2: right. To to occupy my mind, to uh, <laughs> get, to get me <laughs> off of my dogged pursuit of of his. Yeah. Uh, evil oh. rain.
1: You you know that we have spent more time talking about this trade than either of the owners actually spent even yeah, on <laughs> the trade, right? Probably. Like this is, oh. this is uh, uh, it's like uh,
3: an, an X Files episode in our league. <laughs> oh. We have to yeah. talk about it.
1: <laughs> Well, there, I think there are deeper mysteries in the universe, and and in fact, I'm not so sure. <laughs> maybe I I think there actually are, but as we've now cleaned out any casual listener, and only <laughs> and, and we only have like the true hardcore. Fans. And I'm, Tito, I'm I, thinking of you. Tito! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tito's How can the man. We
3: it Tito. Yeah, it's not bad enough. We're doing the scores. Let's spend 15 minutes talking about the 2 2 and 10 team.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, Tito, we're happy you're still with us, hopefully. Um, so uh, if we think about we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We've got a fight, folks. We've got a fight yes. to break down. We've got the league expansion. We're thinking about the Juices League actually expanding, bringing in. A couple of new owners. I think we should talk a little more about that. We have a team that's going by, right? We're thinking that possibly oh, yeah. evaluating, right? Mm-hmm. Opening, having an open mind about uh, uh, being with more than one city. I think that's going to be interesting.
2: Two countries, more than one country. for God's sake. More
1: than one language. We did get some more feedback oh um, that we want to talk about as well. So, and then you know, and we got a whole bunch of other stuff. So, uh, listen, boys, let's go ahead and uh, refill our energy drinks, our caffeine, our coffee, our whatever you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack, just you know, taking a shot of vitamin. <laughs> See, looks well. like he just fell <laughs> asleep. Us,
0: huh?
1: <laughs> oh my god the life of the life of swag, huh? Don't you want to? Maybe we'll try to get him to tell mm-hmm. us what happened yeah
0: night. um yeah so this morning you mean yeah. <laughs> that's
1: right that's right just work okay well uh we'll we'll see you in a minute all
2: right
1: Welcome back, bots, and we really try to put a lot of information out there. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, any type of platform you want, and one of the things that Swag has put up there is a video of a fight that happened in Lakewood, Colorado. Let me tell you, if the MLB went this way, it'd be some really good entertainment if you're into fights because the parents got into it. Just to kind of set the scene for you, it's a a little league game, seven, eight-year-olds playing. The umpire managing the game is third. Thirteen years old (laughs) just trying to earn his eight bucks an hour i guess an older gentleman dropped the f-bomb the 13 year old did the most adult thing that i've seen in the whole video which is like hey (laughs) Cool it. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you. Then all hell breaks loose. Well, well, the the thing that struck
2: me most was as the footage picks up, and kudos to whatever soccer mom war correspondent (laughs) was like, obviously, on the fourth row of the bench behind home plate capturing all this on video. Yeah. By the time the footage begins, there's not a child in sight except for one who's somewhere between the pitcher's mound and second. And he is hightailing it out of there, like towards right field. You know, like right center. (laughs) Unlike the classic fight from last year that occurred in the stands, these parents were all on the field. (laughs) You know, like in the batting cage, basically. You know, it was like one of those Royal Rumbles, those... Twenty man cage matches, you know.
3: It did look like a cage fight, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this lady, her phone must have been like in the bottom of her purse because it seems as if there was probably a good at least three or four minutes of, you know, leading up to this. When, you know, the kids probably all all are it seem like they're used to it, like they've run a fire drill in the past. And yeah, you know, when the when the parents start fighting, everybody go to right field.
2: <laughs> well it's kind of an interesting statement on that mom that she wasn't filming presumably her child or grandchild. Playing sports. <laughs> right. But when the when the brawl began, she needed to scramble to get that footage. You know what I mean? But, I can't miss this. Yeah, to me, it seemed like initially there was two primary combatants throwing haymakers right around home plate with one guy clearly on the other side in a teal t-shirt who was looking to get sucker punches in
3: wherever he could. Yeah, very yeah, very buster Posey He he would duck out. <laughs> yeah. Then once everybody became focused on each other for a moment he'd jump in swing duck out
0: <laughs> kind of reminded me of a uh, of a mockingbird going after a hawk yeah. sitting sitting too close to its nest <laughs> just kind yeah. of flit in and tag him yeah. <laughs> flip back out,
3: right? <laughs> Pretty much. I get that. I totally get that. My favorite by far is uh, is Miss Hulkamania. <laughs> <laughs> Not only takes a couple of good swings at folks throughout, but towards the end there, I swear to God, she comes from the, the pitcher's mound and, and leaps into the air, <laughs> Jimmy Snuka style, and comes down on someone close to third base. Uh,
2: it was teal Shirt Guy. He finally did land uh, a solid sucker punch that knocked down the primary Antagonist from the other side onto the ground, you know, that's when I think blonde soccer mom had had enough and she came in with a flying knee, you know.
3: Yeah, she was impressive. Yeah, she, she was. was. If we were picking teams, she would she'd be in the top three or four.
1: Absolutely. Well, just another example of the the kids being more adult than the adults. No doubt. Man, my heart really goes out to that. <laughs> Can you imagine being thirteen year olds? I did ref uh games when I was that age and I just I can't imagine right? what the horror must be like once you start to see these parents just, you know, going at each other. What do you do? Run to the outfield with the rest of
0: the rest of the yeah. teams? <laughs>
3: Time for juice and bananas, guys. Uh, (laughs) This one, in in my opinion, eclipses our original one just because of, A, the violence. I mean, it's just way more violent. The other one, at least you had little kids around it saying, stop, mom, stop, dad. Again, like they've never seen it before. Like this was... Uh, new to them. This one just seemed like it was, uh, it's was it been orchestrated once or twice before. But, you
2: know, if we we're if were breaking this down like a movie review, i give this one compared to last year's fight, which nearly took the bulkies, if you recall. Yeah, yeah, I do. The cinematography on this one was much better because at some point she obviously scrambled to her feet because she wanted to get a close-up of the guy who had been seriously injured yeah. and was lying like an MMA fighter with his head against the backstop. So that was good cinematography, but where I found it... Lacking, and you know when I see a, a fight at a children's sporting event, something that it seems like <laughs> is necessary for the dramatic tension is the screams of the children. <laughs> right. And the terrified screams of the children were lacking because they all had run to right center. You know, right, right. I, if if we could somehow have a soundtrack of children screaming, please God, stop, stop hitting my daddy. That would have been that would have
0: added yeah. to. It. But other than that, right, I, it's right. a solid fight. The awful screaming of the lambs. <laughs>
3: I'm not sure where this was. You have quite a few tank tops and uh, tube tops Mm. uh, on the females on Lakewood, Colorado. Really?
2: Leave it to Jack to zero in on the tube top situation. (laughs) (laughs) It's just his job. He's like our Joan Rivers, like the fashion police of these fights. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right? right? He breaks down. He breaks down. (laughs) You know that
2: that's poor planning. You know, a tube top in a in a combat situation is never a good idea
0: it depends on your perspective yeah.
1: wasn't he the one that pointed out the footwear of the guy that was doing the,
0: the flip-flops tricks? the flip-flop oh, yeah, foot, foot yeah flip-flop, I think. <laughs> last year
3: halfway through the the parents have, have kind of shifted from the first baseline almost towards behind home plate still going at it heartily and there is a little kid starts running mm. towards the fracas from third base and you see a mom run out and snatch him up like, I don't know what that little fucker I that. Do, but he was on his way
1: Well to we it. know who his mom was we, we she was uh getting ready to shoot off from the mound that's who that kid's mom was <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, i'm watching it again too right as the big guy who falls and then it gets covered up you know because he's the primary victim yeah. there is a what looks to be a three or four year-old little girl sitting on the other side of the fence just like absolutely transfixed by the violence you know <laughs>
3: okay. oh, like she's
2: like she's a future red sparrow you know what i mean she's gonna <laughs> become an, a, an assassin because she
0: was
1: transfixed and dazzled by violence at such a young age
0: or a yankees fan yeah oh my
1: gosh wow that's well i want to thank the good people at the Lakewood Police Department good. for yeah. releasing that video. Um, and uh boy, I mean, <laughs> come on, parents, just just relax. God damn, yeah. <laughs> Man, oh man, oh man. Well, you know, the client of Western civilization. There you go, folks. Uh, That's right. We're happy to break it down for you, though. We we really enjoy the uh, entertainment value of a good little league fight. So, you know, and, and speaking of fights, uh, we did get some additional feedback. Mm. I got another direct message from Real Shit Baseball.
2: Oh, those sons of bitches.
1: Yes, yes. Um, it was a pretty simple, and, and maybe you guys can help me figure it out. It was poop emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji Hmm. three poop emojis three poop emojis Hmm. now is that their rating system they are real shit baseball i don't know if they were saying this is good or that's true three out of three
0: is a pretty good score three out of five Oops. Three out of three, mm-hmm. I think. I don't think they can count higher than well, that. Well, you know, Meatloaf said three out of four wow. ain't bad. That's right. This is true. One for each word of their title. I'm
3: going to take it as a compliment. Well,
2: that's the best part about their podcast is the writing, obviously. They have strong writing. Yeah.
3: That's Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, that's um, After you know, listening a little bit myself, that seems to be um, about as, as highbrow as they get, right?
2: I haven't even bothered to listen. But the fact that they're obsessed with listening to us, I mean, I think that speaks volumes.
1: Well, I, I, I will say that, you know, as much as... Uh, <laughs> Real shit baseball is obsessed with us. Uh, we we must be getting popular. We, a beautiful woman reached out to us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Her name is Paris Ashley, and she is a self-described model. She even said we should hit her up on her Snapchat and provided uh, us with her Snapchat handle. I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is fan." And apparently, I, I didn't know this. I'm not big on Snapchat. You need a credit card to talk on Snapchat, but you said it wouldn't cost that much. So nice. I don't know, guys. I mean, we're starting to get some beautiful oh, yeah. women uh, really interested That's in. This. Well, we had
2: that uh, that social media influencer on Instagram too. Yeah. Who, when I posted the results of the poll that proved that Jack's a terrible person and I'm wonderful, (laughs) who liked it and made some um, emoji comments to it. And so I was like, man, who is this person who has nothing to do but get invested in my feud with swag? And I looked, and she has like 50,000 followers, and she's uh, an Italian social influencer. Clearly, our appeal crosses international lines, real shit baseball. Big time. Mm -hmm. Big time. Big time! Mm -hmm. How many Italian models you got, boys? Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) As as ironic as it is, that I think that same woman contacted my dad recently. Mm -hmm.
2: She's trapped overseas, and she needed money for airfare home.
3: Wow, we are we are
1: doing so good. Oh, that is uh, fantastic. All right. I did I did get an email so someone did hit us up yeah. on atlasbach.gmail.com. It's amazing. Keep them coming. Bro. Keep
3: them coming. <laughs>
1: this is from Glenn in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Guys, why do you spend all this time Talking about the games of the week, but we never find out who wins. Mm-hmm. Well, Glenn,
3: uh, I think uh, lack of professionalism, Glenn.
1: <laughs>
3: I,
2: I well, I, I assume that nobody really cared, Glenn. You know, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that was my assumption. Well, Glenn didn't seem to really care too much. Yeah. He was just asking why. Yeah. It wasn't like he was really interested in this actual outcome. But it was great to hear from Glenn. Glenn, we're happy that you're listening. And he's no Tito, you know, though. We can try to work that in. Well, you but, know, no. Yeah. I
2: think uh, Glenn makes a good suggestion. Tim and and in as much as what I'm about to suggest is just more work for you, I'm going to <laughs> say that perhaps right, Yeah, you know, like after the credits you can be like, and to recap, you know, Mr. Blonde's heroes lost to Reardon and Metal and Week Seven standings, and you could just run down the standings for those hardy listeners like Tito and Glenn.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you could put it after the outtakes, after the podcast. That way
0: Yeah. We could just have a separate podcast with the school. That might not that. be a bad idea, like a like
2: if like a <laughs> monday night update tim can you make that happen <laughs>
1: a companion a companion episode look you know we don't have anybody but, listening to us anyway other yes than, we do uh, Tino. Uh, yeah. what about tito and the real shit baseball guys yeah i'm sorry tito that's right we have we have uh turd nab right yeah we, we do have turd nab out there but, you know we've been searching that, uh,
2: for a vehicle for scotty this might be it you know as are just reading the scores
3: <laughs> uh, our, our weekly uh yeah score breakdown
2: or, or pops can you know much like his writing style he can shout the scores into a microphone for us
3: <laughs> 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 well glenn we appreciate the email if if you guys could continue to email us but just email us with stuff that's not going to make us work more
2: oh <laughs> and, and or your credit card so we can uh, hook up with our snapchat fans yep. and we'll <laughs> show your
3: pictures and stuff. Yeah, 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 well, maybe <laughs> This one's
1: for you, Paris. Mm. This one's for you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean we're we're just look, we're just independents. We're we're not we're not out there. We're not supported by some big media company, some right. some podcasting business. We're we're just indie just indie.
2: Listeners, listeners, breaking news. We we have to cover this, but a new first has happened on our podcast. We put one of our own castmates to see <laughs> 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 for the last few minutes I've noticed that Joe became motionless. At first I thought his camera had malfunctioned. Then I was trying to determine is he did he decide in the middle of podcasting this episode to start reading a book or was or had he simply fallen asleep? Joe? <laughs>
1: What's the answer? Uh, he's meditating. He's I, reading. I think he's actually reading. He is. Well, I, I have a theory about Joe, and I think maybe one of the things Joe might have been doing is sending messages to his plants, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to tell you why. Now, we, we, we've we talked about this for many, many months about Joe's ability to communicate
3: with plant life. It's Inability to communicate with everyone else.
1: (laughs) There's a much bigger world out there in terms of communicating with your plant, and there's a uh, there's a podcast out there called Twenty Thousand Hertz. It's great. It's it's all about sounds and the sounds that we hear. And they did an episode about exploring the world of bioacoustics and cognitive ecology. It it features the creator of the MIDI Sprout, a guy named Get This Joe patatucci uh now i'm thinking joe hmm joe maybe joe's last name really isn't machado
0: mm-hmm. hey, Joey
1: so the episode features the midi sprout creator joe patatucci and also talks to ecologist mana gagliano who's the author of thus spoke the plant <laughs>
3: The fucking Bob so, started this? <laughs> yeah,
1: this, basically this midi sprout is attached to plants and converts the biochemical changes in the plants into electronic music and how when different people get close to the plants, how that changes and how the those changes are then converted into musical sounds.
2: I, I seem to remember when I was a kid in the 70s an episode of In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy yes. where he talked about how plants could uh, have the ability to read our thoughts and to to, like transmit our thoughts, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I became extremely paranoid, and I would remove all the plants from the room when I watched Three's Company, and 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 you know had uh, masturbatory thoughts about Suzanne Summers.
0: Lest my mother find
2: out you know
0: so so not only were the plants reading your thoughts they were going to report back to my mom
2: who knew you know who knows my mom my you know the spider plant in my room might talk to the you know the tomato plant in the kitchen and tell my mom what i was thinking about doing the chrissy snow
3: this is all plant life yes So, so can you imagine what your lawn starts Feeling and thinking
2: mm. when I he hears the lawnmower. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> like a tar- parental fight <laughs> in a Little League game, right?
0: What's funny is I was just reading something recently. There's a, a whiskey manufacturer that is experimenting with sound on their whiskeys, and they found that I, I think they did something with they were playing hardcore rap music to a barrel of whiskey, for and, <laughs> and the, the stuff at the end of it tastes different. Because the sound waves change the way the, the whiskey goes reacts with the barrels. Does so anyone else
3: think it's interesting that we took the one thing that we thought Joe had interest in, which was plants, and then he was able to segue it into the other thing he has interest in?
0: At least I'm awake now, right? Yeah, that's right. Good times. Well, yeah.
1: So, uh <laughs> I think this podcast might be seven minutes long when we. Oh, them. you as always as, say as, that. As <laughs> as we still have to most... talk about. We still talk about expansion. Oh well, okay, yeah. Let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> Plus, wasn't the
0: uh, weren't we supposed to have one of the Mondays on this week? They, they were so uh, eager Dusty's to do it.
1: Running a sixty-team that's, uh, that's
0: right. basketball yeah. tournament. Yeah, but didn't Eldon say he would take it? That's
3: when they were winning.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not interested anymore. Gotcha yeah i'm
3: letting
1: greg handle those negotiations oh which are, am i you know, okay. extensive and intense got yeah got it okay yeah so uh l- yeah let's come back we'll talk about uh the juices league expansion to all one listener that's left and then um we'll talk uh, you know hey maybe we can even get to the the rays and their buy city aspirations yeah Well, Major League Baseball uh, is not quite thinking about expanding, but I did come across this story, um, and I came across this story because I think Greg sent it to me. More
0: of my research while smoking crack.
1: Yes, doing his crack research. So out in the field, reporter Greg, who does most of his reporting from his bed (laughs) while watching the Pittsburgh Pirates. (laughs) So the Rays are thinking about being a bi-city team. They're thinking about playing some of their games in Tampa, some of their games in Montreal. You know, it was funny just seeing on social media some of the names that they were coming up, like the X-Rays, um, which was one of the names <laughs> that, uh, that I thought was pretty funny. But what do you think about this? Is this, is this great thinking by MLB, or is this just really not cool.
0: It sounds like a made-up story because it could never work. No, no, it's true. It is a true story that Banford has
2: given them permission to explore it in the article that I read said that they would play their early season games, like presumably the first half of their schedule in Tampa and then move north and play their second half of their home games in Montreal. Now, I don't know what they would do in the off event they got um, to the playoffs or whatnot, but what really struck me about this is we're talking about two cities that that have, um, for all intents and purposes, failed as major league cities. Right. And so we're not going to spread the misery to just one other city that is disinterested. (laughs) We're going to find a a second city that is equally disinterested in the major league. (laughs) Instead of saying like we have these two uh, teams that just aren't quite big enough to support um, major league baseball on their own, like Columbus, Ohio, or, you know, shout out to Tito somewhere in Indiana, because I don't know the names of any cities in Indiana. But, you know, we're going to choose two cities that have blown it. You know, why not Vegas and Indiana? you know what I mean. Two cities that have strong AAA franchises. Portland, yeah, exactly. Summers beautiful in Portland. Early season's all rain, so it's going to be Portland and
3: Albuquerque or some damn
0: thing, you
3: know. <laughs> Kudos for originality, but the generally when you hear this type of talk, it's the team is going to move, right? Mm-hmm. What is the reasoning behind staying?
2: Well, I, th- I think that's it. I, th- I think we talked about it. Like, are there too many games now with other forms of entertainment? in our, one of our discussions in a recent episode, we talked about maybe having fewer games. And in my mind, that's the pure, honest, best case scenario for these this potential move is they're saying, you know what? There's interest in Tampa. There's interest in Montreal. If we only offered 40 games a year, that would make it a more premium event and attendance would rise. That's the optimistic viewpoint that I've seen. But the darker viewpoint is, is this is simply an exercise in marketing and that they don't care about actual fans turning turnstiles. They want expanded television markets uh, and merchandising opportunities, and it's just a money-making ploy by the greedy owners, and not in the spirit of you know pleasing actual human
3: beings at the field level. I don't remember the the details of Montreal before the move, but you know I've paid quite a bit of attention to to Tampa, and it seems like out of the two, even Montreal at the end seemed better than Tampa at their heyday almost.
2: Well, yeah. What? No. You're right. I think it was an unwillingness for them to improve upon Olympic Stadium. If I remember correctly, was one of the primary motivators for them to leave Montreal. I mean, I don't think they were, you know, having attendance records, but I think right. the Olympic Stadium was terrible, and the civic leaders weren't interested in, in doing a you know city sponsored stadium upgrade. So yeah, I, I don't know what's changed. I can't believe that those are the two cities they would choose to do this. Yeah. You know, Tim, yeah. the, Tim's right. Like a Portland and Durham, North Carolina. You know, so, somewhere where there's real uh, longing to have a major league franchise where they're just not quite big enough. You know, or, or or the weather is just so quirky in Portland that it would be great in July, August, and September, but kind of
0: untenable in April, May, and June. You know, or whatever. Get a dome. Imagine the accounting nightmares you go from a, a state that doesn't have a, an income. T- Tax to a country that has a ferocious yeah. tax rate what, what if you're the unlucky sap that gets traded to Montreal At the last half of the season when they're playing <laughs> up there? Yeah. But, but if this were to
2: happen Can you imagine like the Pandora's box That it could potentially be opening To all the like the small market teams Like the Brewers and the Pirates and the Twins It's like you know what In order for the Pirates to survive Half the year they're going to play in Birmingham, Alabama now
3: We do have been talking about you know ways to save the game I don't know that this is one, but I, you know, at least it's um, you know movement in in a uh in a different yeah, it's, it's fresh thought. Yeah, yeah, that's what baseball needs. I don't know that this is the one, but at least they're you know, in general, it's happening. I guess
0: specifically to Tampa, you're you're not going to generate more interest by taking away half the game.
3: I don't see it either. Yeah, they don't
0: give a shit when the team is winning. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what, yeah. The, the teams are bad. The cities are odd choices. You know. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think I think you're right there. I think it's just it's been mismanaged. Managed and the location of the team in Tampa is, you know, on the wrong side of the bay. And, yep. uh, you know, anyway.
0: Portland and New Orleans, there's your team. Move, move the Tampa Bay Rays to Portland, and now you might be talking. The
1: bearded
2: Cajuns, they'd call them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The
1: Crawdaddies, the bearded Crawdaddies. Uh, wow, that's a step. O- wow, okay.
0: Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, Sounded like something I would say. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Tim stops to assess his own joke mid cup podcast.
2: Yeah,
1: and then <laughs> mercifully stops it. Uh, the least funny guy. Wait a second,
2: pump the brakes, Tim. That doesn't work comedically. Anyway, uh...
1: I wouldn't even be considered funny on real shit baseball mm. for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about something closer to home. Our our league, the Juices League, considering expansion. We definitely have some interest out there, and and I'm, I'm starting to get a lot of questions from some of the folks I was talking about about what does expansion look like
0: it looks bigger <laughs> It looks bigger. that's right
1: you know essentially what we would do is that the current 10 teams would have uh, four players in their minor leagues that would be available for picking and then a certain number of uh, players from their bench slash starting team And then once a a player was picked from a team, they could pull two players back. So you have, say, four minor leaguers. A minor leaguer on my team is taken. I could then take two minor leaguers off the board. So one team doesn't get decimated. Right, exactly. They would get the first pick of the pitching staff draft, and then they would get the first couple of picks. The first four picks in the player draft would go to two each to those teams they could decide to trade them or whatnot if they wanted to. So
2: I, I think a 12-team league would be more interesting and, for me, more fun because, to Jack's point, I think last week, it just increases the value of uh, more players. We, we need to right. dig deeper, both in the minors and at the major
0: league level. You might have to stop using catchers, though.
3: So, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, so, a couple of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, fucking catchers, whatever. There's a couple people that have Maybe that.
0: we adopt a team
2: catcher model, like pitchers, you know. Yeah, no, true. I don't want to do God, I'm just kidding.
3: so yeah, i I think um, we've used that. Expansion system a few times. I think Greg, yeah, and it and it works, right? The the um, Scotty I think decided to to make a run at it right away and and got himself into a, a playoff race fairly quickly within a couple of years, if I remember correctly. And second year maybe, yeah. The it's yeah, a little yeah. bit more patient. They they obviously had a plan and and stuck to it. Unlike you know myself, <laughs> more patient and and you know now that here they are, uh, you know running the league a, a handful of years later. So you do have to you know pay your dues a little bit. We're not you're not gonna come in and, and be able to you know get a, a Mike Trout or a, a Nolan Arenado. The other thing they go into twelve teams is gonna do, which we've you know tried to do a little bit with our division format, it's going to help balance the league out a little bit more, right? So the the best team gets the twelfth, mm-hmm. the more valuable the draft is and, and the um you know the more probable you uh possibility you have of uh of parody.
2: Well, and knowing how Tim operates, you know, it's like the Jason Bourne black ops command center guy cool. who's like you know what uh, they discuss theoretical possibilities for these black ops and then he's like oh no it's operational you know and so knowing how Tim operates um, he's he's discussing it as would we consider the possibility I mean I think he's already set up live interviews with the two potential candidates he has in mind is that not true Uh, yeah no comment from Tim he's just uh,
3: as I pointed out a few episodes ago with my detective work that Tim has gotten this league to the point where he has his thumb at least on the, the pulse of exactly half of the league so if we allow him to bring in just one more guy mm-hmm. what's that going to do
0: are you saying he's going to be more in com- complete control how can you be more than in complete control
3: it'll just make his job of controlling easier that's all uh, he's already controlling but the more people he has uh, under his spell <laughs> the easier it is going to be it, and
2: more difficult for us to know who the real moscurian candidate is
3: that's right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. No, I think we should reconsider this now. I don't. I don't know that we should. Um, Ladito. Or maybe just make sure it's somebody Tim doesn't. Know well, what's
2: scary for me is, him. I mean, you know, uh, it's no secret that the sc- pseudo scout is a potential, yeah, yeah. candidate. Ooh. But you know, Tim, in his own c- crazy, nefarious, controlling way, has Justin flying up from Arizona to meet with him personally <laughs> next week. Not, I'm not exaggerating. Justin's flying to Oregon and he's going to have a face-to-face interview with
1: Tim about this. We're, yeah, we're meeting uh, for beers at Elliptic See? Brewing on Monday. I think Stephanie will be there mm-hmm. too, so I'm, it'll be fun. They have good food, good beer. I think you should uh, FaceTime live that
2: event just so we can know it's on the up and up.
1: Somebody's about to start abusing some power. Exactly. Backroom
2: <laughs> deals, you know.
1: Uh, I think it was long planned and he's just coming up. And, oh, I'm sure
3: it was long planned. Justin
2: advised me the other day to pick up CJ <laughs> Crow. <laughs> You know? <laughs> he's like, You need to get on this back on to CJ Crow. He's he's primed for a big second half.
3: <laughs> See if you can get in one of these Castellanos. Deals. And I was like, okay, uh, whatever you say. <laughs> what happened? How come he's not, how come you're not throwing any curses his way after? Well, we knew,
2: we did kind of gloss over the whole curse thing. Maybe we save it for next week. It's like Jack's converted to a new religion just two years ago. He was saying there's no such thing as luck. It's all unfavorable, or favorable randomness. There are no curses to now
3: Jack acknowledging that perhaps there is a curse and that Harper is at the center of it. <laughs> and then we need a whole episode to explore that shit. I mean, uh, I'm I'm embracing it. I'm not necessarily accepting it. I'm embracing it. A little bit,
2: <laughs> like one of those haunted house shows. I think we need. To, if ever there was a reason to have Mister Limp Noodle himself back on the air and invite Scotty back on, it would be this: <laughs> is to like you know get the perspective and maybe have your brother on too, so we can talk to each of the previous owners of Harper and hear about uh, from each of the owners and you too, Tim, how Harper has ruined your life. He's totally. Uh, yeah, I fucking hate him. That's Harper. what I'm saying. That might be. A nice special episode next week if we can put that together. Have those previous owners try to have an intervention with Jack.
3: So again, we're to, yeah, we're talking about Bryce Harper again. Yeah, the, obviously the cursed the, one, the player that has the most championships in league history. Right.
2: God, that's just so diabolical about him. He's been on great teams, but he's yeah, he's he's won four championships, but he's destroyed dozens of lives. You
1: know what I mean? Right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. He's driven exactly. five owners
2: to the brink of madness while doing. That.
1: Just making a deal with the devil. The devil. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. The devil went down to South Street. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know what kind of deal I made to do this podcast uh, today, but no, hey, no, no, right negative Nancy, are you going to be apologizing to
2: us all tomorrow for your negativity, the way you kissed Dusty's ass?
3: Yeah, seriously. God, uh, I, I did say that that uh, that I was a little you know under the Mendoza line this morning, but but yeah, again, you 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 know you you're the one we, yeah, you're, we you're
2: dousing our flames. Yeah. We're yeah, smoldering, exactly. and Tim keeps pouring uh, baking soda on us.
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
2: Well,
0: somebody did accuse us of being a dumpster fire last week.
2: I, I think we all three can expect candy grams by Tuesday from Tim to make up. For
3: yeah. We're the talent, though. Yeah, so exactly. It's our fault, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Tim's like uh, Francis Ford Coppola. I was like, just like, fuck it, guys. You guys are
3: terrible. Well, obviously, you guys are a waste today. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll do it again next week. I, mean, I certainly
1: can't carry a fucking show. I don't have those instincts. Well, you're but supposed to be have. motivating the talent.
3: That's right. I, every now and I, I was under the understanding that Joe was going to start taking the forefront a little bit more.
1: Yeah. No, his team's getting better. He's shutting up again. Yeah, like, I, I, don't I don't want to get cursed. You should be pumping us full of false accolades.
2: Like, man, you guys are sharp today. Wow. This is great stuff. You know, you guys, oh, I feel so lucky to be working with you three. You know, that's what your job is, Tim. <laughs>
3: yes, yes it's um, everything for a reason with tim i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go back and break this down um this,
2: he's this, lowering uh, our guard so that he can slip in his something. two paths yeah, into the league
3: there's something coming mm-hmm. on yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> this is uh this is watching the uh uh the uh, water level in the bay slowly go down uh before the
0: Wait, uh, w- waiting for the title surge to come the
3: in Tsunami comes yeah absolutely. He's gonna, next week he's gonna
0: be like you know guys i was thinking about it let's expand the league to 15
2: teams because my wife yeah. and two children would also like to be in the league <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I'm going to control their teams by proxy. (laughs) I have their draft list
1: right here.
0: (laughs) I take it the idea of uh, Dustin and Eldon splitting up is a no go. I don't want that. Do you want that? I don't want that. What about what they want? I don't care. he said justifying everything greg has ever said about him <laughs> yeah, i don't think they would have gone for it first of all so i don't think we're
2: actually worried about it right but. Yeah. but had they it would have been interesting to see how they went about it and to then try to pit the two of them against each other that would have been fun. they can't even text separately yeah. so.
0: <laughs> have you heard anything else from martha m nothing mm. silent she made her point
3: that's <laughs> because she heard her son's language last time yeah. <laughs> she, had, she hadn't heard the language up until then she's probably driving well, down, then, down there right and now Then i Mar- would expect
0: so, an apology uh, email now
2: that tim's bent over backwards to apologize to dusty now i would expect the apology <laughs> mail to come from Martha. <laughs> all right tim i have to concede you were right and i really appreciate the way you apologize to my boy dusty you know he's not perfect <laughs> You know, but he keeps his room clean, and he always eats everything on his plate. So lay off.
3: And he helps children learn. And he sports. takes
2: the garbage out, even though I have to remind him sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, I hope you have yourselves a wonderful day. Uh, happy Sunday, and uh, good luck to each one of you and your team. Yeah,
2: good luck, Tim. Try to. I do want Tim to beat the crispy chicken, so yeah.
3: Yeah, you sure do. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, it would be good awesome. two, Yeah, yeah. Man. That'll bring you within.
2: Is no, game? I'm going to lose again today, but it'll uh, prevent Scott from going up three.
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Mikey's losing, so like I said, yeah. Well, it's also still in play, you know, so. Teams behind you now getting so far below you that it, it's almost, you're almost guaranteed to finish next to each other, the three of you in some fashion at this point, right? Unless one of you makes a, a hell of a run and, and, and is able to catch Mike for that, um, that fourth playoff spot. So if nothing else, that should be interesting.
2: Absolutely. It's funny. We're all still in the position for the playoffs, but yeah. we're all equally in position to have like the third
0: overall staff year, <laughs> too. Right. You know? <laughs>
2: Right. And I don't know yeah. which one I want. You know what I mean? I, they, they both have appeal.
0: It's a lot of fun to beat teams that have a chance for the playoffs. Yeah. So that's basically what we've got to live for at this point. <laughs>
3: Joe, 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 you're reared in metal, <laughs> not Nick Seven. Yeah,
1: God.
0: <laughs>
3: that's what we have to live for.
0: God. <laughs> Who's on first? What's well, on second? I don't know. It's on second.
2: mix seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mix seven. <laughs> all right, we're out. We're all out of ideas.
1: Clearly, uh, we're out, man. We're out. We we're down to we, one. I poop think we all lack the one. energy to
2: like click the leave <laughs> session button now. Uh, I'm just gonna go to sleep, right. guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, boys. We'll talk to you later. Have a great one. Take a nap. Adios. Take care, fellas. Adios. Good night.
1: had some conversations this week with potential owners. Um great.
3: Of course you have. Yeah. And then, <laughs> no, I <haven't. laughs>
1: I think yeah, I think real shit baseball had
3: it right. oh, poop emoji, poop emoji, boy, poop emoji. Boy. Oh, my God. Hey, at least it wasn't two turns. Alright. Alright,
1: let's just let's get this over with. Three, <laughs> two one
0: is that the cold opener for this week? Let's just get this over with.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's fucking. It's cold for sure. Yeah. God, I had such high hopes after <laughs> last week's episode, which was, I think, just a romp. And now we followed up with, uh, you know, O for five with four strikeouts.
3: That's what you get for starting the fucking podcast, apologizing to the guy that told you to. <laughs> your own now, you, go, you got to beep.
2: I felt so bad for winning. So I, so I sent him a telegram saying, "You know what, you are good. You are smart.
0: I like you. You're a good person.: <laughs> We're good happy enough. to have
3: you in the league. And gosh, darn it, people uh, like you.
0: And you don't have to come on the podcast if you don't want to. <laughs>
2: I want to invite LJ and Pops on simultaneously to decipher the meaning of that trade. That's our whatever that video game mystery is.
0: <laughs> that,
2: we were going to start a separate podcast. It's, it's just a Polybius ju- trade. <laughs> no, I, I mean, honestly, I say we start a sec, second whole podcast just to try to yeah. decipher what the meaning of that trade was, like to I get agree. to the bottom of it.
3: The Castellanos. Yeah, trip, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Title ever. He's a multimedia healing artist working to foster connection to intuitive
1: states and the natural world. I do not sing to my plants, but I'll go and just like hang out with them and like exchange energy with my hands. I'll just hold my hand like a couple of inches away from them and just like tune into that. Joe believes that plants and sound are deeply connected.
2: He even created a tool that lets plants sing. It's called the MIDI sprout. It's a small pocket-sized device that's relatively simple. It takes the electrical impulses or biodata of a plant and uses it to control sound. For some people, the MIDI sprout taps into a simple desire. If plants could talk, what would they say?
0: That sounds like a movie.